This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 376 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. You can visit them at equestriancollections.com. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, this has certainly been a winter to remember here in uh, the United States. It's all over the East Coast. Is under. As a matter of fact, I just read an article yesterday that 49 of our states are now under snow, so or have snow in them, including Hawaii, because they have some mountains out there that actually get a little bit of snow. So that's uh, fun. I know it's been a quite a winter here in Lexington, Kentucky. It's been very cold. We've had very few days this winter over freezing, which is very unusual for us. Had another couple inches of snow last night. So it looks, again, like a winter wonderland here. But nothing like the Northeast is getting right now with their blizzard that's going on again. So... Uh, so we hope that everybody's safe up there, and our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Australia. Uh, I bring that up because they're having massive flooding now that has caused uh, widespread damage and many, many deaths, and they're doing horse rescues like crazy. So our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Australia. Uh, we're having our expert today is uh, Nar- Dr. Narita Richard. She is from Australia. She's our nutrition expert, going to be here talking to us again. And I just wanted to, that reminded me that uh, I had forgot to mention something yesterday. So our best, we have a lot of listeners in Australia, New Zealand, down under, and uh, we send our best from everybody here at the Horse Radio Network. Uh, Hang in there, the floodwaters will recede, and and, uh, we wish the best for you, your family, and your pets. All right, we're going to be back with Dr. Narita Richards with our latest in uh, tips on nutrition. She, of course, is the founder of FeedXL, and uh, which can be found at FeedXL.com. But this tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, it's that time of the year again for after-holiday closeout sales, and Equestrian Collections has hundreds of items for you at tremendous savings up to 70% off. Closeouts from Ariat, JPC, Pessoa, Ovation, and so many more. Highly discounted specials include ladies' apparel, footwear, saddle pads, bags, belts, coats, and the list goes on and on. Remember, you can save up to 70% now, but this is a closeout and quantities are limited. So grab the keyboard and type in equestriancollections.com. You'll see the great big ad right on their homepage for all of their closeout specials now for the month of January. Get them while, before they're gone at equestriancollections.com. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me back on. You're welcome. Even though you do make me work on my own show, it's like, oh, geez. <laughs> Keep me on my toes, Dr. Richards. Hey, um, need- we're going to talk about something today that I have absolutely no problem with personally. Right. And that is <laughs> <laughs> eating. <laughs> eating. I have no problem eating. Do you have any problem eating? I really don't have a problem with it. No, I, I love my food. I and really you know do, what? So. My horse, Beaker, my quarter horse, he don't have any problem with it at all. He loves <laughs> to eat. You know, we've I had know. him muzzled now for even up to, to, you know, to about November. We had to keep him muzzled even after the grass, you know, we had such little rain and everything because he just kept gaining weight. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, for for horses that have got great appetites, um, this this topic is probably not applicable at all. So if you've got one of those horses that is bursting at the seams, you can probably switch to another tip right now. Um, but there is, I mean, even for those horses, though, there is situations like if they get sick or um, stressed or, you know, they're away from home, there is situations where they will actually stop eating. So um, okay. generally at some point in time, most horses will experience a, a problem with a loss of appetite um, unless they're particularly lucky. So, all right, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, if your horse does stop eating, obviously the first the first thing that you need to do is is work out why. Um, and when people say to me, "Oh, my horse has stopped eating. What do I do?" Um, the the simplest thing to do, and the first thing you need to look at is, well, is it something in the feed that the horse doesn't actually like? Because it's all foods that we don't like. Um, I was just saying to my husband the other day, sarsaparilla and, and glazed cherries are two things that I cannot eat and drink. Like they're just, if you put them in my food, I couldn't even eat them to be polite. Um, so if you put something in your horse's feed that doesn't taste good, they're not going to eat it. They're just like us. Um, so you need to work out if that is the case. And it, it could be something as simple as um, changing from one bag of feed Um, to another exactly the same brand same product but there could be something slightly different in those two bags of feed um, that has just put your horse off off the feed so what I say to people is if you've got you know three or four different ingredients in in the feed that you're feeding your horse separate them all out into different feed bins and let them show you which ones they like and which ones they don't like because they'll go around and sniff all of the feed bins and eat the bits that they want and leave the bits that they don't want Um, now if they don't eat anything obviously they're really off their feed um, and there, there's another problem that you need to go looking for. But if they eat, say, three out of the four ingredients, um, then you can be pretty sure that the the one that they didn't eat is the one that's causing the problem. Um, so you need to either take it out of the out of the mix, or um, work out what the problem with that is, um, and and you know fix that. So whether it means talking to your feed manufacturer to see what the what has gone amiss in that particular batch of feed. I know um, in Australia one company had a problem here a while ago with adding twice as much salt to their feeds as what should have gone in there, um, and all oops. of a sudden all these horses went off the feed. Yeah, big oops. Um, so yeah just put the horses off the feed because it was too salty i mean you try and eat something that's too salty for you and after a while you will stop um so that's the easiest thing to do and and it's probably the it probably is the reason why your horse has gone off its feed now teeth can have another factor in that right yeah so um pain any sort of pain so if they if their teeth are painful um then they're not really going to be that happy to eat um so if if it's not if they're not eating anything, um, then you need to keep going down and, and looking for other causes. So it could be disease or pain. Um, and in those cases, you need to get your, your vet involved to have a look and see if you can find the problem. Um, so teeth, definitely. Um, gastric ulcers is another one. Um, <clears throat> anything that's going to cause cause pain. So even severe lameness, you know, if they're, if they're severely lame in, in their forelegs, for example, um, just eating is, is painful for them to have their head down eating um so if you you need to control the pain and 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 fix the problems in those situations um there's other funny little things that will put horses off their feed um one of them is vitamin b1 deficiency or thiamine deficiency so there's different weeds that horses eat that actually um have an enzyme in them called thiaminase um so things like bracken fern which is a a very australian thing um there's nardoo rock ferns and horsetails 
um, and there's quite a, a quite a lot of others as well. So if you if you you know Google um, plants and thymines, and um, you'll have them sort of come up. But so that works if, the exact opposite of marijuana, which really makes you want to eat more. <laughs> so, so could you just give marijuana plants if uh well if... I, I probably wouldn't recommend that <laughs> it'd be quite funny though wouldn't it um but yeah over time if a, if a horse is eating these plants they will develop a severe b1 deficiency and and vitamin b1 is well known um to to cause loss of appetite in all sorts of animals. I've read lots of literature. So in, in mice, in fish, um, even in humans to some, or in humans definitely, but um, I even read a study about a um, anorexic who was B1 deficient. Um, now that's not the case, obviously, with all anorexics, but in this particular situation, it was a B1 deficiency. So that was that was really interesting. So which plants uh, do I have to eat then? <laughs> to not be hungry? I'll, I'll send you some bracken fern from okay, Australia. Yeah. That'll, that'll fix you up. <laughs> Um, and the other thing that cause B1, can cause B1 deficiency is the fermentation of grain in the hindgut because the bacteria actually can produce um, during the not during normal healthy fermentation of fibres but during the fermentation of, of higher starch grains like corn and barley that will get into the hindgut if they're fed uncooked. Um, the bacteria that ferment them actually produce thiaminase as well and destroy thiamine activity in the gut so that it can't be absorbed um, and that can lead to loss of appetite as well. So if you've got a horse on a high grain diet, um, then that is certainly something that you need to look at. Um, mycotoxins in, in grains, so if you're feeding hay, I mean, it's not, it doesn't even need to be overtly mouldy hay um, or, or, you know, it doesn't even need to be hay that you can see mould in at all. Some, some hays can have mycotoxins in there um, and certainly grains like corn can have mycotoxins present uh, and they, one of the first signs of that is a loss of appetite as well. So that could be a cause. Over supplementing with things, so putting so much stuff into a horse's diet that it just, I don't know if you've ever tried to chew a vitamin and mineral tablet. Yeah. But they are like I have to hold my nose when taking them because yeah. they just taste so disgusting. So if you're putting a heap of that stuff into your horse's diet, don't expect it to taste any better to them than what it does to us. Um so just be really careful with um the amount of things that you're actually putting into your horse's feed. And if you do add a lot of stuff to your horse's feed and it goes off its feed, then take them out um and see if that helps it go back onto its feed. One of the main things that people over supplement with, um, according to a study done in the US, I think in Aventus, the memory is um, over, over supplementing with electrolytes. Uh, and if you've ever messed up with your cooking and put too much salt in, it's a little hard to eat feeds that are too salty. So if you're putting electrolytes in your horse's feed, um, and particularly when they don't need them, they, the feed will taste pretty disgusting to them and it can stop them from eating. Okay. Um, medications are another thing. I don't know if you've ever tried to eat butte, um, but it's pretty bitter and bitter and disgusting to eat. Or um, phenylbutazone. I don't know whether you, you guys call it butte. It's like over chewing there. an aspirin tablet. Oh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't put it in their feed. If they're sick, um, put it into a into a syringe and um, and syringe it directly into their mouth. Um, so once, hopefully you will be able to identify the cause of um, why they've gone off their feed and then once you've identified it, you can you can actually remove or treat that cause. So in the case of disease or pain, treating the disease or, or managing the pain for the horse um, is going, hopefully will we'll be enough to get them back on their feed. Um, in the case of a vitamin B1 deficiency, there is a multitude of vitamin B1 supplements um, and they're generally all the supplements that are aimed at either calming a horse or improving their appetite so they're quite easy to find uh, and the main active ingredient will be thiamine 
in them so that that's quite an easy one to fix obviously removing whatever it is um, that they're eating that is causing the b1 deficiency um, is the most important thing in that situation but in the short term to get them back on their feed um, you should also give them a b1 supplement um, if it's my mycotoxin poisoning is a really difficult one to pin down um, so you can use equianalytical um, they will actually they they can do a mycotoxin screen and it's not very expensive so if you expect it to be mycotoxins then it's a good idea to send a sample off and have it analyzed um, and obviously the, the most the most obvious thing to do in the case of mycotoxin poisoning is to get clean feed in so if your feed is contaminated with mycotoxin then get clean feed in um, if that's not possible like if you have a shed full of hay um, and that's not possible then you may need to look at feeding a mycotoxin binder um, again there's quite a few of them around so ask your feed supplier um, about a mycotoxin binder and they should be able to tell you some uh, if you if you find that one of your feeds is unpalatable, so if you do the whole um, you know multiple choice test with your horse to see which which feed um, is affecting their appetite, get rid of the feed that they don't like, basically. Um, so if there's something in there that they don't like, find an alternative to it that they do like. Um, so if, for example, soybean is a classic one that horses don't like. If they don't like soybean, have a look at um, finding a, a different protein source for them. Something like um, I think you, you call them field beans. We use a lot of favour beans and lupins in Australia, which are not quite so common in the US. But um, even, you know, if you're not feeding any alfalfa hay, using some alfalfa as a source of protein instead of soybean is probably going to be a much more palatable option for your horse. If you're over-supplementing, I would suggest you use FeedXL um, to balance your horse's diet properly and make sure that only the supplements your horses need are actually in the diet. Um, one, it's going to save you an awful lot of money. Uh, and two, it's going to make the feed taste a lot better for your horse. Um, with medications, as I've already mentioned, don't put them in their feed. Uh, and stress, if it's if it's simply stress for your horse, um, you know, I've got, a, I've got a mare who will not eat if she's in a box. Um, because she just she's claustrophobic and she just won't she's got to have her head out the door otherwise she freaks out um so obviously in her situation she won't eat if she's in there um so we keep her out in the pasture all the time and then she's more than happy to eat whatever we put in front of her um so if if it's stress you know if your horse likes to be with a pasture buddy then have him with a pasture buddy and you'll just have to figure out a way to if they eat separate feeds figure out a way that you can feed them individually without stressing them out <clears throat> Um, but yeah, that's basically it. So keep keep the diet simple and make sure um, it's also comfortable and and um and not stressful for them to eat. So you know, have the feed bin in a nice comfortable spot, particularly if they're lame in their front legs. Have it have it up high. Um, don't put too much stuff in their diet and and um make sure it tastes good to them. All right, great. And then of course they can find out all about feeding their horses correctly. And uh, you know, actually. FeedXL can save you money, too, because if you find out that you're feeding too much of something, that might be something that you can cut back on a little bit, especially in the supplement department. So that's FeedXL.com. Well, thank you, Dr. Richards. And uh, as I said, this is not a problem that I've had. Does that mean, going back to the beginning <laughs> of our conversation, does that mean that I'm not going to be able to have a root beer with you when I come down to uh, Australia to visit you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is that what you call sarsaparilla? Do we call it different things? Well, no, sarsaparilla we... is in root beer, actually. Right. Yeah. I, uh... I, I, lo- I love ginger beer. Do you really? Yeah. I just can't do the whole mouthwash taste of sarsaparilla. <laughs> yeah, well, no, me either. I don't think I could either. It's not something you see here a whole lot either. 
No, it's yeah. We, I mean, we don't see a lot in Australia, except that my husband just loves the stuff. So we, I see a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> ever say that I've seen it anywhere outside of root beer. So no, well, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks, Doctor Richards. No problem. Thank you. I must say, I do love talking to Dr. Richards. She's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to chat with every day. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. And remember, all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network, all eight of them, can be found at horseradionetwork.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 